Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Independence Report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, Mr. Stotts has been has been working in um, in the spiritual community and helping people uplift their lives and transform their lives into something that they would really like to have, um, but don't really know how to do it or get there. And he's been he's been working at this. He goes all the way back to. Uh, well, probably uh, before the turn of the century, I guess you've been working on this, sir. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I never thought that I'd have the opportunity to say, you know, before the turn of the century, we, <laughs> you know, but we, but now this is uh, twenty-one or or the twenty-first century, and and you were working uh, in the twentieth century with some very very um, um, gifted and famous people. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very privileged, no doubt about it. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, Buckminster Fuller uh, was one of them, and he was he was at the end, and you were at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> what 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 was your impressions of him? Bucky was just he had such a soft, gentle nature to him, but his whole focus was how to get the world to work together, to come from a place of abundance rather than scarcity, showing how there's more than enough food, there's more than enough energy, there's more than enough if we start working together and working cooperatively. And I would say that's really, you know, he had that book, Spaceship Earth, and where he's presenting the argument that if the left side of the plane shoots down the right side, they really haven't won. <laughs> <laughs> the plane still goes down. The blame's going down and we're all going to die. And I feel in many ways that's the place we're in now. We're just not taking care of ourselves, the planet, our society in a way that allows us to move forward in a safe, supportive, and, and really caring way. You know, as we're speaking, it is December 2021. Yeah. And a couple of days ago in Kentucky and, and in the Midwest, there was, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm only 64, and I've never heard of a tornado in December. In I, they get them in the spring, because but I've never heard of a of a tornado that was on the ground for 200 miles, mm -hmm. and probably over 100 people. There are towns that will never be again. Mm -hmm. um, I've never heard of such a thing. And that's a, that seems to be all brand new. And, and now people are saying, oh, maybe it is global warming. What do you think? <laughs> just perhaps, just perhaps. I mean, what's sad is, you know, and, and I think that's really what I brought from my time with Bucky, because we really had a very close relationship. And, you know, one thing he taught me, and I'll just, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but it is relevant to what we're saying, what you're sharing there. And I remember we were on stage once and he, you know, I was helping him with all the little gadgets and 
geodesic dome shapes and whatnot. And in the middle of talking, all of a sudden he stopped and he kind of looked up and he just held this silent moment. Of course, I'm 27 on the stage in front of a few hundred people going, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that evening we were sitting in front of the fire having some hot chocolate and I said, so Bucky, what was that? What, what were you doing? And he said, oh, I was just accessing information. And uh, I happen to be very good at meditation. That's really what brought us together was his interest in meditation at the time. And I was very good at quieting my mind. But Bucky really showed me that from that quiet place, you could really access information. And, and that was, I was kind of like sitting in an airplane thinking that I had arrived, not realizing that the plane could actually take off and do many more things. And uh, so it was that kind of access to the bigger picture that he shared with me and that he certainly had, that he just so desperately wanted to bring to the world so that we didn't run into the very situation that we're talking about. I mean, Al Gore told us, God knows when it was now, you know, this is going to be the new normal at this point, and here we are in the middle of it. And I'll really tell you, for me, all of this is just reflective of our own challenge within ourselves as individuals and as a society. This is re that disconnection within ourselves, that lack of self-acceptance and love within ourselves is really just being reflected into the lack of care that we're taking, you know, having for the environment. You know, so my interest, you know, yes, I used to be really involved with spirituality, but I've taken really all of that and looked in how can we make that more practical. Business is really the new religion. That's what everybody's paying attention to. So I look at how can I reach the top leaders in business, entrepreneurs who really want to make a difference and turn first themselves into more conscious and compassionate human beings who are working more cooperative and, and collaborative with everybody, trying to really bring out the best in everybody so that we're really beginning to see the world as part of our, part of our life. You know, when I, I look at how connected to the planet we are, when I, I was doing some research on frequency of brain frequencies and I, was reading how literally the frequencies of the earth and, and the surrounding hemispheres of the earth are the identical frequencies of our brain. You have to recognize there's a big connection. <laughs> that's, that's just pure luck and happenstance. That's pure luck and happenstance. So it's just staggering to me that we don't really appreciate that connection that we have, that we really do come from the earth quite literally that we really are a part of it and that we as a society and community of, of people, we really need to take care of it. I mean, if I was living, if what we're doing to the earth were my home, I would just, I would have to burn it down and move at this point. It's just, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd have to hire yard people and <laughs> housekeepers and everything else to transform, uh, you know, the lack of care that I've had to it with it. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm really looking for people who want to transform their lives so that they can help transform all of the people that they reach out to in their life, both who they sell to, buy from, work with, all of that, and uh, make this a more conscious place. And I really, I got that from Bucky. I know I did. Yeah. Well, and uh, he really was on the forefront 
of an entire movement of people that are all along the same lines. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh, uh, as an example, who wrote Conversations with God, was mm-hmm. was also part of th- that that group, if you will. He mm-hmm. he he he, um, he worked with Elizabeth Kubler Ross mm-hmm. um, back in the day, and uh, and it's 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 like. There are messages I feel like there are messages that are being sent to people, uh, like like Bucky, like you, um, that that are saying, "No, guys, this isn't the way to go. This isn't working very well. You might as you need to stop doing this and work together, or we're going to make you. Uh, you you get a choice. So so let's throw let's let's throw a pandemic at them." And then, then that's really let's, <laughs> then let's throw some uh, you know some uh, tornadoes and some hurricanes and and stuff like that and some and some weather and some fires and stuff to get to get folks to wake up. In your opinion, what's it going to take to wake up humanity? You know, we were talking about my mentor uh, Bucky, but I had also had another mentor who was just as significant, and that was uh, Joseph Campbell, and. It's really the combination of those two that probably is really determined the whole direction of my life. Bucky giving me the big picture and the capability of accessing what I call big mind and bigger perspective, higher levels of consciousness. But Joseph was really talking about the hero's journey. And that, in essence, is about really healing your past, going in and acknowledging, expressing and healing your own unhealed traumas from your past and we all have them it's just a natural part of growing up whatever you ran into and didn't have the support to heal or to deal with or didn't understand how you know we kind of shoved it down and said well i'll deal with that one later when i'm able and more mature or have somebody around and i really saw that hero's journey is is the answer where we have to really stop and look within. We have to learn to breathe again. We have to learn to connect with ourselves again. You know, the first part of my work, I'll be honest with you, is, is just trying to create a foundation to do what you're talking about in terms of shifting where we're coming from. And that foundational work is all about that inner work of self-acceptance and self-love, because it's from that really strong foundation that we can then develop a mindful consciousness that really uh, contributes to creating a world that's survivable and hopefully more connected, more caring, and uh, one that then supports us all. And, you know, what's th- amazing to me is I think we all want the same thing. I think we all want a safe place for our family. We all want to be able to breathe the air and feel safe and comfortable, and yet that disconnection within ourselves is coming out in our disconnection with each other. And so we have to start within ourselves. We have to breathe and reconnect with ourselves. And that comes through looking at, looking at the stuff that's scary for us. And, uh, and yet, you know, when I watch people go through that work, the worst case scenario is they fall in love with themselves more. I mean, that's like, <laughs> how bad is this? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, and when I see that, I mean, I've got a fellow, I just, I watched him shift from definitely a, you know, my way or the highway kind of leader. And uh, he's got like five, nine figure businesses. So he, he's a successful guy. And uh, 
And I watched him within the first couple of months going from what, what's this love stuff? I don't love myself and I'm fine, literally, <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, falling in love with himself and all of a sudden recognizing that he really wanted to restructure his businesses and restructure his leadership. So there was so much more supportive for everyone involved. And I watched him take his work from really more focused on just making more money, ways to make more money, to ways to make society better, to help humanity. And, you know, the odd thing is not only does he shift his whole level of consciousness, which shifts your level of perspective and experience of life, but he ends up making more money. I, I was always happens. I was just gonna say that <laughs> that what what happens when you get an entire company rowing in the same direction exactly. and everybody's working for it because not because they have to, not because you're threatening them, but because they're motivated, because they love what they're doing, because the business is supporting them as a human being. Yeah, and they feel like they're a part of something important and they want to contribute to it. All all the problems. I hear people talking about, oh, people are leaving and I have to replace them and all the serious costs involved, or how do I get more commitment from people, or literally every challenge that I hear out there in the business world is resolved as you begin leading from a more conscious, caring, and supportive place. And so, and, and this guy that I'm talking about, he literally more than doubled his, his overall value within a year. I mean... That's that's you know. Does love matter? Yeah, I think it does. That's significant. That's that's <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a that's a ton. Was he surprised? Oh, I think it, it came right out of left field. He was he was about to lose everything. He was losing the love of his life. The businesses, you know, COVID had hit. Yeah, he didn't see any way out of that. Uh, you know, that just you know, watching money just go out the window and uh, and just because literally just because of a shift in perspective within himself. He saw his whole world differently. He saw his organizations differently. And that shift took place really effortlessly. In fact, I would say he was excited about it. He's enjoying it because he's redesigned everything. So he's enjoying his life more fully. Yeah, so it's, if I could just convince people, being, you know, the old belief that I have to be a, you know, <laughs> I'll try and watch my language on that description, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you feel free. <laughs> you're, 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 there used to be that feeling that to be a good boss, I have to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I really think there was that belief. And perhaps that was appropriate then, but it's completely different now. I think people are leaving organizations now because they're not getting this sort of treatment and concern and care and support. They're not contributing as much as people need to, to really, you know, evolve. And, yeah, but it's time to evolve. It is literally, we're at a crux where if we don't evolve, we're in, in risk of losing it all. This, this Kentucky incident really can become just, I, I wouldn't even say that becomes the norm. That might even become worse and worse. And, uh, you know, when you, I do have a bigger picture and understanding of how the world works on a planetary level and nobody should be surprised by this they should just wake up now now is the time to wake up now is the time to to, to look within access really what you're capable of which is far more than most people recognize and uh, and begin to use those talents i mean i, I do i watch it 
I, I'm a neurologist also. I'm a chiropractor, you know, PhD psychologist. I've got all these pieces of paper, but it's really outside studies that have been more valuable to, to me than anything. And, and what I watch is people, and I, I get these really bright people coming to me. They're, they're very successful. They're very functional in the world, obviously, and that type of thing. But it, without a doubt, they start recognizing that as they come from a place where there's less stress, more self-care, more concern about others in the, in the world, literally they gain greater access to their brain. The, the higher levels of their brain begin to function more fully. The forebrain begins to develop in the quietness of the new, new mindset. And all of a sudden, they have levels of thinking and creativity and imagination, intuition that they've never had before. So they're accessing their innate capabilities. And then when I introduce them to this accessing big mind, where you really like Bucky did, uh, you know, where you just put out that request and it comes in. I mean, I watch people do that with designs for their equipment, with new marketing ideas, with new ways, whatever problems they're running into. They're finding those solutions by trusting that quiet, effortless place within themselves rather than that frantic, you know, fearful place. Yeah. So different when, world. When you're in that frantic, fearful place, don't you, you end up shutting down. You can't, you can't access anything because you're so busy putting out, I can't, or this is bad or, or, and rather than accepting. And you, you said my favorite word in the entire English language <laughs> is trust. Trust. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you trust that, and then see, we, we, I talk a lot about energy, uh, because we're, we're energetic beings in a physical body yeah. and, uh, we are, um, we're capable of manipulating that energy and raising our vibration mm -hmm. to achieve marvelous things mm -hmm. when we choose to, but sometimes it takes someone and you're that someone to, to pull the light switch so that you pull the light switch and turn turn the light bulb on, which is your clients, mm -hmm. uh, because they're. I imagine, I imagine that yeah. when somebody comes to you, what you are talking about is so dang foreign to them. It's like you want me to do what? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, that, that's the. I, I try and ease them in very comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> But you know your your word trust is really what it's all about. That's what the that's what the journey is all about. You have to breathe and trust. You have to breathe and let go. You have to do all of that so that you can trust and become who you truly are. And you know that fear does hold them back. It's like they're afraid if they let go. They're afraid if they trust that there won't be enough. That whole that whole fear scarcity mentality that they're coming from tells them that they have to try harder. They have to effort, they have to force, they have to, and all of those things only limit their innate capabilities from ever being accessible. And as you say, it trust becomes, you know, people, people talk about letting go, you know, and they go, well, what are you letting go of? And I, in watching the thousands of people that I've worked from, you know what I think it is? They have to let go of holding their breath. <laughs> they they yeah. literally, they are holding their breath. You know, they breathe shallowly. They 
quit breathing whenever they feel emo some emotion or stress or anything. And they find themselves just, you know, I, I, I had to go down to California, the Bay Area to work with a client just a week or two ago. And I was, you know, I live in this little paradise called Bainbridge. So, you know, no <laughs> traffic, no. <laughs> and I ran into traffic in Sacramento and the Bay Area and, and again in Portland. And all I could, I just sat there and, you know, really in Portland when it hit me, it's like, these people do this every day. This chaos, <laughs> this chaos and this complete mess that I am sitting in isn't a traffic jam. This is every day that they're being, I don't know how they do it. I mean, it took me a couple of days to recover. And, I, you know, I'm not a sensitive little flower, but, <laughs> you know, I realized that, when I got home, it was just like I had to take a big breath. I had to just let go of all that tension, all that chaos that I'd been driving through, that people live in and accept as, as the life that they want to be in. The, and, the human they call that the human condition, or you do indeed, and yeah. and that's and what we all need to recognize is that we get to create our own human condition if we choose to. Exactly, and that's. And that's where I'm coming in, perhaps out of left field, but I'm going, yeah, I mean, I've worked with couples and families a lot in the past, but I'm really trying to bring that same consideration, that same concern and cooperation into the workplace. And, you know, and it doesn't matter what, if they're making widgets or service or whatever they're doing, it's their come from. And that's really called creating what, what the research really refers to as developmental or learning organizations. And those are really just, again, whatever you do in your business is the secondary from that, but it's your come from in that, that you really are looking at how to bring out the best in everybody. You know, I, I was thinking that, that it makes sense that if you can influence the influence makers. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you, you you have a much better shot than selling a book to uh, mom and pop uh, is somewhere um, because the influencers can be in charge of, I don't know, five, 10, 15,000 people. And, yeah. uh, and they can, and if they can change their manner and way of doing business and it's successful, then, then they're, then they're sitting, they're sitting around the board meeting and the other guy on the other board comes by, you know, what's going on? What, what are you guys doing? How come you guys are so successful all of a sudden? And uh, it can be, it can really be helpful. And it's, and it's good. For, and the thing is, there is no downside, is there? None. None at all. All of a sudden, their life's better. You know, I, I see a lot of people and they talk about their work life and their, you know, taking care of their physical and their spiritual life and their relationship. You've got one life. <laughs> exactly. I think they're all connected. You can't disconnect them and then, you know, be a different person and all of those. You can pretend you are, but you're really only coming in, showing up with a part of who you are. And so you have to really reconnect with yourself and become a whole authentic person. So that you can even, you know, and again, raising your level of consciousness. You know, that word might seem a little alien to people or spiritual or whatever, but all it means is you're more self-aware. And as you go through, at least go through my programs and you become more conscious, you become more other aware. 
and others in terms of other people on the planet, you know, just a bigger and bigger, bigger picture. And uh, the ease that I see them having in their life, you know, they've just exchanged all of that effort into trying, I've got to do it, it's all up to me, it's, I've got to chase the money, all of those things fall away. And they start really enjoying their life. And that goes into, as you're saying, it goes into their relationships. It goes into their employees and their relationship with their families. All of a sudden, the kids are happier. All of a sudden, social issues around children, ADD and all the rest of them, quite literally, begin to disappear. And uh, yeah, we've got to start waking up and paying attention. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'm I'm in your boat. I, I I'll I'll get in there and row with you, because okay. I, because I'll tell you the uh, it, it um, especially in our country right now, uh, mm. with the, the amount of division, and and the hate and the fear of of each other and stuff, which is really so counterproductive. It doesn't serve anyone. Uh, because we're all we're all the same. We're all one. We are, you know, and and there is enough. That's I think that is one of the biggest things that we've got going on in our. There are people who don't believe there's enough. Right. I, I gotta get mine before you get yours, and I and because they don't believe that there's enough of anything. How do you convince somebody in, in a conversation over Thanksgiving dinner or something? How do you convince somebody that there is enough? That it's okay? That you're gonna be fine? Well, I think that premise, I mean, just take a look at that. It's just silly to think that if I've got mine and they don't have theirs, that I'm going to be okay. It's like me having, you know, it's like, well, as long as we all have our shots, we're okay. You know, and I know that's a sensitive topic, (laughs) just as an example. (laughs) But if we don't, you know, and we're seeing it now. We don't make sure all the people in Africa and all the people in other things are also taken care of in many, many ways. It comes back on us and, and destroys our lives, stresses our lives and diminishes our lives in so many ways. And so, you know, I, I just was doing some research recently. I feel like this is connected, but it turns out that kids who didn't feel connected to their parents, felt left out, are, that's where a lot of that fear base comes from. And so I started looking and it's like, okay, so a kid is left out, you know, that could be just because their parents are working their tail off. It could be because mom and dad are divorced because they're working their tail off in all these different situations right? that come out of, but that poor child is really, growing up in that fear and scarcity mentality. So you have to, in all honesty, I think you have to go back and heal that inner child. And it's a matter of getting that adult to care enough about themselves to go back and reparent that inner child so that they can really reconnect with, recollect all of those parts that they left behind. And in doing that, they become whole. And in becoming whole, you find yourself accepting and loving yourself. And it's, that's the place you can come from to really looking at everything differently. And that can happen. I I'm really want, want everybody to hit. That can happen within a couple of months. That's not like a, a year of some sort of bizarre therapy or talk therapy. It's, it's a matter of really getting down and saying, who am I? You know, where, where am I coming from? What do I need to heal so I can move forward in an empowered, loving way? 
don't you find that uh, when you get into that conversation with people and you start going down that road that that many people have a belief about their life that doesn't even exist about who they are and 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 how uh, the troubles that they had and stuff a lot of those are just stories that we tell ourselves well, yeah, they are just stories, and we have to learn to rewrite those stories. Because I'll Absolutely. have, yeah, in all honesty, you know, I'm thinking of a particular client now. She'd been working with her for about a little over a year now, more on a consulting basis now, but she had a terrible childhood. She yeah. really did. I mean, you know, neither one of us would want to have dealt with all of that. And, and it really was through reconnecting and healing that, that she was able to make the shifts that she's made. And now she's, I mean, she's making as much in 12 days as she was a year before. And, you know, so the money stuff gets handled, but it's, it's her quality of her life and the contribution she's making that is so different. You know, so yeah, it, uh, how do you have that conversation? I think you show them the pain, which everybody wants to ignore, and really have them, you know, <laughs> they laugh because I was quoting Lady Gaga, but I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga was saying, you have to hit, hit that nerve until it screams with pain, because we're so good at just ignoring them. I mean, I see people walking around broken and shut down and accepting that as a way of life. And so as soon as they start to recognize that pain and then they see what their dream come true is, it's, it's a being aware of that gap in between those. That's really what I support them in doing. It's like, what, what, what's really the biggest challenge? What's your dream come true? That gap they feel is too, too big that they can't leap that gap. And, you know, we, we hear about I don't feel like I'm enough, all of that type of thing. I jokingly say, well, you're not. But the, the caveat to that is you can go in and access more of who and what you are and become more than enough. In other words, they're not enough only because they're diminishing themselves and not accessing themselves. And so it's, it's really a matter of you know, quit looking outside for all the shiny objects and next thing to do or distract yourself with and turn around and take a look within and you'll find all of the things that you're looking for. You'll find all of the answers you're looking for. And, you know, to get people to trust that, well, that's the tricky part. <laughs> and that's, that's how come you're doing what you're doing. Cause it's well, it, come I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. because it's, it's your calling to be able to get people to trust you to there's that word again. Uh, to to be able to to open up and then go down that road, and the the potential rewards are astronomical. You know, I was I was out. Uh, I've got a lovely yard, Japanese garden in it, oddly enough. But <laughs> and I was trimming a, a dissectum of Japanese maple, the smaller ones. And uh, about in the middle of it, I realized that I was really because I know how to do it well, I wasn't thinking about it. I just quieted my mind. It was in a very expanded place. But I caught myself. I caught my subconscious having a conversation with my grandchildren, my, actually my great-grandsons. And they were asking me, well, why are you leaving the world in a worse shape than when you found it? 
And I was like, of course, coming up with all sorts of logic and explanations. And in the middle of my babbling, trying to con you know, convince them that I, I, I was okay, I realized it was just, you know, they saw right through me. <laughs> and I finally, I just stopped. I went, you know, I've got to do something to make this world a better place for my grandkids. And of course, for all grandkids and for all great grandkids. And that's, that's really when I made my shift and began to focus on leadership, because you're right. You can, you can by supporting one leader and becoming more conscious, aware, and thriving in his or her life, that affects thousands of people. And so, yeah, it's, I don't know whether you've ever heard of the hundredth monkey theory. It's, yeah, so it's like, you know, they're putting sweet potatoes on those islands around Japan and the monkeys are eating them. And of course there's sand all over them. And this one monkey said, well, this sucks. I'm gonna wash mine off before I eat it. And of course other monkeys, well, oh, that's not a bad idea. And so they, they start washing theirs. And literally on, you know, at least how theory goes, all of the monkeys on that island and all of the monkeys on the other islands began washing their sweet potatoes at the same time. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm a, an agent in doing is, is getting all of the monkeys, getting that, those hundred monkeys, those hundred leaders to be more conscious so that we can really transform the consciousness of, of business, the business community, so that we're all coming from a more supportive safe, cooperative, and uh, successful place. And at the same time, you're creating more leaders of the same caliber because the leader that's there then turns around and gives because he doesn't have to worry about not giving because there's enough that he can give everything to his subordinates who can then grow themselves into, into what they're capable of doing. Beautifully said, beautifully said, and that's exactly right. And they end up, you know, because some of them are in their 50s and 60s, and they're kind of going, gee, you know, I'm, I'm really tired of <laughs> busting my tail every day <laughs> and worrying about things and, you know, doing that, trying to feel like I'd have to do it all. And, and all of a sudden, they start really redesigning their life, and they realize that, that, that they can lead from a position if they've, if they've trained people in their organization to be the leaders, then they're really kind of just coming in and contributing. They're, they have more of a, a big picture perspective. And a lot of them find themselves then going, well, gee, I could have several organizations. And, and you know, usually they're interconnected, but it's, uh, they find themselves enjoying their life more, enjoying the whole, you know, every aspect of their life. You know, they don't want to retire. I mean, I'm I just have no interest in retiring. I, you know, I play golf enough. I go boating enough. <laughs> it's like, how, how often do I nearly need to do that? You know, I've got my lovely wife and we have this great, this great life. But, you know, but I love what I do. And I know a lot of people who are in business love what they do. And if they don't, then they need to raise their consciousness so they can see how to do it differently so they can not only be or successful, but uh, really have a better life. You know, heart attack at sixty is not not a good idea. You know? <laughs> no, it's uh, um, in my in one of my many former uh, uh, occupations. I was a Seattle bus driver for, no. King, for mm -hmm. King County Metro. Sure. 
And the, um, the rule of thumb is that the average person, when they retire from that particular job, lives less than three years because of the stress of the job and also they work into tremendous some of them work a tremendous amount of hours and stuff and and so i thought i'm just not going to retire then ha i'll just transition into doing something else that i that i truly love to do which is this talking to people like you and uh um because you're you're generally you're making a huge difference in the world and uh and the potential for that is just enormous and uh i thank you for that well, I thank you for being a bus driver back then. I probably was on your buses. <laughs> I was born and raised in Seattle, so. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, it's, it's the the bus. And if you've ridden the bus, you know it's you get you get the, the all of it. You get uh, guys in business suits. You got you got guys that haven't don't have a business suit and then you got guys that that don't have anything uh and they're all riding together trying just trying to get to work just trying to get get to where they're going and uh and stuff but uh if you can if you can affect change in in an organization and you know the fun thing is for you i'll bet is that you that, that you i'll bet you you get referrals from an executive who will be talking to a buddy over golf and and the buddy over golf will say God, you know, the da, 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 and, and the, and he says, well, how do you seem all calm and cool? How do you do it? And <laughs> then he gives you, he gives you, uh, or gives them your card and says, go see him. He'll give you balance. He'll give you your life back. And they come, you know, people come from all over. I mean, they're coming from Canada, you know, Chicago, San Francisco. They, they come all over and come and visit me on my little island and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and go through these major, major transformations, and uh, and yeah, they do. They then tell others, or they, you know, lots of times it's there, like the owner of an organization. They might start getting all of their top execs coming in, and uh, in doing that, they have all the support. Everybody's on the same, you know. Like you, I'm, you know, I was a champion rower. So I, I love your rowing analogy. Everybody's going in the same direction. <laughs> I, I can just imagine a uh, subordinate to a guy that's been in your group and then has gone through your program. Yeah. And he says, and he goes home to his wife and says, God, I got to get on an airplane. I got to go to some place called Bainbridge Island and I've got to and go talk to this guy. And it's a woo woo guy. I don't know what it is. It's, 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 <laughs> and then he gets here and uh, then you're able to affect change in him because they, deep down, everybody wants a happy life. I think so. I agree. I certainly agree with that. Yeah. You have a difference of opinion on how to get it. Yeah. Uh, some people feel like they've got to climb over other people to be able to get that. And I think that's just, that that is short-sighted, lousy way to live. Yeah. You know, I, I've had, you know, I have a lot of normal folks that I work with, but I have had more than a few billionaires and millionaires. And the, the people with the real serious money, it, it's almost like clockwork. You know, they get into the program, they start doing the work, and all of a sudden they're, there's this kind of look on their face, and they're very similar all the time. But, and they're thinking about the money, and they're going, well, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> and they realize, oh, boy, I was just chasing this goal that had nothing to do with what my true goals are. I mean, that, that's one thing that I make sure, even within the first couple of months, is what is your highest intention? What is your truest, highest intention? 
And that, for me, being a boater, is like, that's your compass heading in life. And with knowing that compass heading, all of a sudden, anything that's coming into your life, if it's supportive of that highest intention, you embrace it and integrate it in. If it's not supportive, you ignore it and let it go. So all of a sudden, your mind is much quieter because you're not distracted by all the noise, all the temptations, all the, all the things that throw us off track and hold us back. So, yeah. It's remarkable, sir. Um, 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 you're, you're on Bay Island, so you're just right around the corner. I, mm -hmm. I should probably come visit you. Um, right. But if, if you wanted to come visit you, um, mm -hmm. the best place to go is to send you an email to start with. Uh, I would just go to my website, ronstotts.com, R-O-N-S-T-O-T-T-S.com. And uh, there's actually nine insightful questions that I'd really recommend anybody can get for free. And that'll really help them to begin to look a little, it begins that inner search. And they can look at my programs and that type of thing. Creating Your Inspired Life is the one that I'd really recommend people do and there's different levels they can do that on so it's affordable for pretty much anybody and uh yeah you just have to you have to get to a place where you care enough about yourself that you're willing to let go of what's not working and even if that means you're hugely successful and you have all the widgets and gadgets in your life you know when you feel like you're not fulfilling your life you know when you're being held back from really feeling that that incredible sense of of joy about your life and that's really you know that's that's what we should be shooting for and like you've said and, and i certainly agree the financial stuff just takes care of itself in in, in just multitudes you know much more than by the effort in trying i found in a very small way because uh, I was a general manager of a of a of a restaurant, several restaurants, mm -hmm. over a period of time, and what uh, um, I and I, what I discovered over time is that if you genuinely take care of the bottom of the bottom, that's dishwashers and busboys, mm -hmm. and you take care of them to make sure that they're happy and they and they're making some money, and the waitresses are giving them money because the waitresses are making more money because they're providing better service, the cooks are making more money because they're getting more pay because we're busy and stuff and it's all goes feeds into the same thing of we're all the same machine and we're all trying to get everybody working together and it will be successful i don't th it, it really can't have any other outcome and customers love that environment yes and so they keep coming back the food's better the service is better they feel like they're in a comfortable you know friendly spot you know i love having a local restaurant or restaurants where I can walk in and feel like, oh, I'm, this is like a home, part of my home, part of my life. Exactly. <laughs> part of <my> community. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and when people are happy, turnover goes down. When turnover goes down, your training costs go down and your expertise goes up. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your, your group is just a lot happier. And, and everybody, everything, it just works. It yeah. just works. So <laughs> I, 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 I applaud you, uh, doctor. Go to uh, ronstotts.com and uh, look at, uh, go through his, his, all of his stuff and, uh, um, and the, the, uh, um, the one that they should start with again is? Uh, nine insightful questions, I think is helpful for just about anybody, but certainly for entrepreneurs and business people. 
And, you know, people are welcome to jump on a call with me. You know, we can talk about some of the things we've been looking at in terms of what's your biggest challenge and dream come true and seeing what that gap is and how we can close that gap so that you're living your dream. And you're a very busy man, I would, I would imagine. <laughs> I, I love what I'm doing, and I am busy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I do have a balance in my life that I enjoy. Do you have somebody that handles all this stuff for you, or do you do this all yourself? Uh, you know, I have a marketing team, and, you know, they're doing posts and things, but, uh, you know, I, yeah. I've got a fairly well-oiled machine, so it, <laughs> it's easy. To, <laughs> well, and I, I imagine working for you would be like a dream. It would be awesome. <laughs> they so, seem to enjoy it, and we, we enjoy each other. So, yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go, sir? No, but I certainly enjoyed uh, talking with you and looking at that beautiful city behind you and uh, beautiful mountain. blue sky there it's not today but yeah. you know it's, you know and that's the other thing have you know have have you lived here a long time no you, you you've lived all over the place but i've lived here my whole life the weather has changed it's completely different than oh, now than it was the 30 years ago 40 years you know, ago. when i was a kid that i remember it rained but we didn't pay much attention to it you know i played football in ballard and you know, oh yeah, raining or not, but, you know. But now, when it rains, it's you know, it's more like a, a micro monsoon rather than just a light little. You know, I don't even remember wearing raincoats when I was young. <laughs> it reminds me of what Southern California used to be. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's moving north, kind yeah. of thing. My, my dad went to Ballard oh, hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Ballard's a wonderful place. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're from around here. That gives, it gives me hope. By the way, is Mr. Gates one of your clients? Just get curious. <laughs> I, I actually like him to be, I really do feel like he's at a place of humility and, and, and reevaluating his life that we could actually do something. With he's him. in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. He, it, he really could. A guy like him yeah. has the ability to make monumental changes in the world and i think in his heart he is a very caring loving human being i really do and it's just like the rest of us if we haven't taken the time to to go in and really discover who we are and heal the parts that need healing we end up you know fragmented and struggling in ways you know some area of our life you know he might do really well in some areas, but he's struggling in others. And that's pretty common for us all. It is indeed. I, I, the older I get, the more I realize that there is not very many families that are not dysfunctional. <laughs> Almost every family that I know that I can point to has got some manner or some form of dysfunctionality, mm -hmm. even if it's not, you know, like uh, overt, like sexual abuse or physical abuse, there's ignoring, there's, there's not, not, not feeling like they're loved and taken care of. It, it, there's just a myriad of folks that are just not, you know, that we're, we're leaving, we're leading dysfunctional lives. And I'm glad that somebody like you is telling helping people to reach within and no, pulling themselves you. out thank you very much yeah it's a pleasure <laughs> it truly is pleasure for me too. go to uh, um 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 ronstotts.com and get all the information and uh um it's you're just a lot of fun to talk to and i thank you <laughs> i enjoy talking with you too <laughs> have a great day everybody and we'll be back next time with another episode of my independence report 
Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.